0: It's two English majors. <laughs> this is our episode of two English majors. It's just two casual English majors. What if I lost her, Mir? What if she falls <gasps> asleep? Well, eventually she'll have to wait. Oh wait, I think wait, she no. just came. Hi, Miam. Hi, guys. Oh, there you are, Jess. Hi, guys. Jess. Hi, Miam. Hi, Mames, sir. We made it to our first podcast of 2019. Wow. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. I think it's episode five. Really? Yeah, I think so. Right? So, no, maybe. Can more. you can you guys hear me eating my candy? Um, <laughs> I, I didn't. But now okay. I'm to Try to just just let me know if that's a if that's a thing because I can stop. Okay. I'm just trying to get a slight sugar buzz. Okay. <laughs> I have some more. I just real quick like scarf two cookies. Just the two. Because <laughs> I also needed <laughs> some sugar. <laughs> I had this thing on the way home that mom got these little, like, um, tasty cakes, but they're little cinnamon, like, streusel things, and they're really good. I had it on the way home Ooh. from work. That's Ooh. Good. <laughs> sounded like the, um, like the SNL <laughs> That's Ooh. That just the drink the, of water. Did the, you hear the, that? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> good. Glad we're only hearing voices here. Me as well. That we're only hearing ourselves' voices and not creepy voices in the back. Yes. Oh, speaking of that, this is a really <laughs> funny thing I had to tell you. <laughs> what? Not related to anything about English majors. Um, <laughs> it. I was listening to My Favorite Murder at work.
1: Yeah. so was I! She was
0: talking about, you were? Was it the yeah. new one? You might have heard this then already. So she was talking about how like she was in her kitchen by herself, Karen, and she yes. has a house, so she, like, lives alone with, like, her dogs, and um, she said that she was thinking of all the stories that they read where there's, like, creepy voices in the background, things. and she oh. was like, and then I was drinking, I trying to a drink of milk or something, and then she was like, and I was talking to myself because I thought I had too much milk, so I whispered, no, more milk. And then she was like, if someone else heard me say that, <laughs> it would be the creepiest thing ever. Uh, she'd she like drink like, milk or something? <laughs> Wait, if, if someone else heard her say that, yeah, she's right. like, I probably sound like the creepiest thing. If someone else heard, walked by and heard that right now, they'd be like, I don't know so if creepy. I if I heard that one, but I did because I listened to them so out of order, and I, she yeah, I heard I one to today where she was talking about when she was walking her dogs, and she's like, if when I do that and it's like late at night and like I, I sometimes catch myself you know like looking into people's windows of the other houses and then I'm, then I'm like I'm the creep right <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> this is funny <laughs> they're so funny they're hysterical Maybe but Santa that that. hysterical Santa? what? I said they're hysterical oh uh, I, was <laughs> just, I was just repeating Mary I didn't Yeah, hear you say Santa <laughs> More. I could have sworn you they said, are but Santa calls. they have way more listeners than us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we have a hundred and two listens though. Well, I'm really proud of that. Me too. So am I. Yeah, that's like a hundred more than I expected. I was just gonna like real quick say our Twitter, but I forgot what our Twitter is. Yeah. <laughs> Three English majors, but I don't know how to spell it. So your guess is as good Sis, as long. look it up. <laughs> Guys, when I edit this thing, I have to take out 50% of everything is laughter. i have to, like, take out all the laughs. No, it's fine. Just sorry about it. I just have <laughs> to. And please look it up so that we can actually get people. Mary's still oh. laughing. Mary, stop laughing. <on. laughs> stop laughing. Yeah, you can't. For some reason, something about Louisa May Alcott came up with the search for our podcast, which is fine because we yeah, have an episode so on that. Cool. But I just don't understand how that happened. Oh, I found it on our, on Twitter. I'm sorry, found it. What yeah. It? Okay. So Plug if it Anyone Jess. wants to. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to follow us on Twitter? Please follow us at We Three English Majors, with the number one at the end is what it looks like. Does that make oh. any sense to you? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, that's it. That's just weird that they made me do that. Yeah, I guess we three English majors was taken or something, but that can't be. I don't see that. Okay, it says when it looks like we three English majors, but then right next to it, says at we three English, the number one. So
1: I'm thinking it's that one
0: with the The tag is we we three English one. So talk to us on Twitter at we three English one, numero one. Just the numero one. And we'll be shortly creating an Instagram where you could also talk to us on there about books and such. And things. Mm. Thank you. Right. Things you. And also please feel free to rate us because we need more ratings. Oh, please rate us. Please and, rate us, you know, whatever you want. Talk to us. Leave <laughs> <Yeah>. leave <laughs> messages. Whatever you want to do. Thanks so much for listening and happy <laughs> new year. Thank you. As it happy is new, new Year. year. Until that happy was such you. a great that was Thanks, a, such a great plug. <laughs> Thank you guys. And it's a pleasure talking with you as well both of you, I would like to start our podcast in the new year, talking about the best thing ever, which is also what you already know, is fairy tales. Oh, yes, yes. So this is how I want to start it. Ready? Yes. Once upon a time, there was the Tiniest mammals and Two mansers, mm-hmm. and they had a podcast. Yay! <laughs> and that's how I wanted to start it. Well, then maybe i edit out everything before this. Do it over again. <laughs> just it. Do it again, <laughs> and then we start it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just exactly continue the story, please. That's how I feel. It's appropriate. We should start all of them. But basically, oh, you know what? That's a good idea. Wait, the we need three... an ending too. Yeah. We also need some uh, a new picture and maybe some jingle. <laughs>
1: We yeah, do a lot of
0: things. <laughs> I really think so, too. I think that would be great if we could get, like, a cute picture and a jingle. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Like, we, one of the things we say, I'm sure, is something that we could end it on, too. I just have no idea right now mm-hmm. what that would be. But mm-hmm. I feel like we, got, we have so many ideas. All right. Please agree. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My thing I just read, reread, and watched and learned about recently that I wanted to talk to you, Goyles, with is The Little Mermaid. Okay. Hans oh. christian anderson and the thing i really didn't there's absolutely i pretty much absolutely not, knew nothing about this whole story and anything really about hans christian anderson in general the only thing i really knew about the story obviously is the disney version which is the best version in, in the world so right. i don't think we need to say that much about <laughs> which one's the best we are right? <laughs> we know which one is best? But the thing is, okay, so it was written in 1836 by Hans Christian Andersen, and he is a Danish writer, Ooh. which I didn't know that either. I thought maybe he was German or he was British or something. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I did not know anything really about him. I only but, knew that because of the statue. Okay, I was. that's a really interesting thing you just brought up, because I was just reading about the statue, and... I was on some article, and I'd like to bring it up again, but it was definitely talking about, yeah, the Little Mermaid statue, and it was, it's in Copenhagen Harbor, and it's a big tourist attraction, but the statue was commissioned by a guy named Carl Jacobson, and it was, like, one of his favorite stories ever, and he just, like, made the, the Little Mermaid statue, which I just think is, like, amazing if you think about, yeah. like, all the books written in all the world and, like, that one. Has such an iconic, like actual statue that you can mm-hmm. see every single day. Like it just makes it feel more real. Like in Denmark, is right? Woman. Is Copenhagen Denmark? Denmark? Yeah. Sorry, I'm terrible Copenhagen. at geography. I am. as well as we are all three <laughs> oh, English, English majors major. that are all three. I only at geography. I only know. Yeah, terrible at geography. I only know Denmark because of Hamlet. Oh, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that too. So if it's in <laughs> a book but and they I talk about it, then I that. I'm right. <laughs> exactly. But how do we, I still don't know where Denmark is, so, I'm so this is really, yeah, i don't really let know all that. our viewers know, but I have no idea where Denmark is in the world, mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to find a flag, but anyways, but it, <laughs> it, it is, that's where the statue is, so I didn't know that anything about Little Mermaid was Danish at all, which I do think is kind of interesting, because like, what is their folklore, like, that they would, that that writer would have come up with such an iconic story?
1: Like, oh, yeah.
0: this is written from, like, German folk tale or, like, ancient Greek, like, proverbs and, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's very yeah. random. And I had never yeah. heard of that. And British things, obviously. But also, I was going to talk about this at the end, but I think it kind of pertains now to our conversation. But um, the writer, the author of the Mary Poppins book, Travers, mm-hmm. was... You know, I didn't know this originally, but I learned this recently. I guess since I last saw the newest movie for Mary Poppins, Mm -hmm. but she um, critiqued children's books. Like she wrote reviews of other children's books, which is kind of cute. I mean, it's kind of funny at the same time because I feel like she would be a critic of other like (laughs) like yeah. From what I know about her, yeah, (laughs) is very funny that way. But she said that she really didn't like the ending at all, and she thought it was really frightening for children. Duh and yeah i totally agree with that but mary poppins in the book is actually kind of frightening herself so i don't really know where she gets (laughs) off that is true and she's a british like of the of her own time you know wrote that in like the 19 early 1900s so like it's in kind of interesting like after 100 years after it was written the original story was written some people are still critiquing it for its scariness towards children yeah yeah, oh. yeah that's know. really interesting that, yeah that's so weird like I wonder why she decided like focus on that and you're right because it's not it wasn't like a new release for her to like be critiquing no. and like publishing her review saying. on it was like she just decided yeah, this like- is my <laughs> take on the little mermaid <laughs> they need to make <laughs> a Disney about that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Really but what, what it did to hurt her that she decided as a grown woman she needed to come back at them <laughs> because, like, <laughs> you, you know what called. Finding Little Mermaid Mr. Banks, too. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard It's P.L. Travers. I knew sorry, I was saying not it wrong. P.L. Yeah, we're all saying wrong. It wrong you know, I just Travers. said it yesterday, too. Really? Because it's the T and Travers makes you want to, like, I don't know. I, I no. definitely messed that up before. But her name is Pamela Linden Travers. So it's P.L. Travers. Thank you. She definitely was born way after the that story was important. written. It is very important. She should get, we should get her writing right. Yes, we should. But they need to make more stories about other people critiquing other people, famous people's stories. I think that's hilarious. So <laughs> yeah. the thing that I've learned the most, too, that I thought was, the, like, the most compelling thing, I guess, that I didn't already know about The Little Mermaid is basically its ending. I'm just going to do a real quick recap of, is of, the, the... of the general There's <laughs> <are> you... <laughs> <that>? somebody <laughs> breathing real hard. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know if that's me. I can't Do you tell hear it? Like... I do. Okay, I, do. I have headphones on, so maybe I'm just Then it must be me. More. It must be me. Then I think it was you last time, Eric. Didn't you do <laughs> this already? <laughs> it's because it's because I. Oh, like, I put near in my headphones, headphones near your and so I guess it just depends on wherever the <laughs> microphone is playing. Okay, <laughs> okay. sorry, I'm Jess. I just no, don't know, want no, no. that to you happen just... the whole time. I'm sorry, I'm real sorry. Can you still hear it's... me? Yeah, okay, Jess. Oh man, yeah, that was really funny because <laughs> 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 I think I do remember that. Okay, basically, I wanted to like do a real quick rundown basically, a recap of the okay, story great. from the original creation, yeah. but the ending is the most compelling thing that I was thinking about and wanted to talk about to the nation. That's very mm-hmm. important. But um, the Lone Mermaid is the youngest of well, in the Disney movie, I think it, it might actually be accurate, but there is like 12 other sisters she has. She's the youngest of all her little all, all the other daughters of the king. And she's the youngest and all she really, really, really wants to do all her life is go up to the surface because she collects artifacts from you know the surface of Earth like little tiny trinkets that fall down she collects them and keeps them in her little cavern thing like basically in the disney movie but there's one statue that she got that fell down one time into the ocean that looks like a little boy and it's like a really beautiful like marble white statue and she just like adores it and like pines over it all the time and she thinks it's so pretty so finally when she's 16 years old she can go up to the surface on her birthday And she can go up and down as many times after she's 16 years old, but you're not ever allowed to go up to the surface until then. So all of her older sisters tell her like one by one what it's like that after they've gone up to the surface land and like what experiences they've had. And like, they keep telling her like, Oh, I saw, you know, it looks like kind of big Hills. And like, it looks like the sky is like really big and blue and it's beautiful, but the people are so weird and the birds are weird. Like they kind of all give her their explanation of what the surface looks like but she still always wants to go really bad so finally when she's 16 she goes and she basically sees the prince who is on his little boat with his whole crew having a birthday party for him and they're having like fireworks and they're having this huge party and all of a sudden and like she watches him all day long and at by the end of the night one of the fireworks explodes his boat which I remember, like, definitely Prince Eric has, like, a firework party. Yeah. And he definitely gets shipwrecked, right? Yeah. But so in the book, she, the Little Mermaid, takes, um, catches the prince. And because she, she's told, like, humans can't ever live underwater. And she knows that he's going to die if he, lives under, if he falls into the water mm-hmm. for too long. And she saves him. And she brings him up to the shore. And she makes sure he's alive. And then right before she goes back down, she kind of watches him. And then one of the princesses that lives on that shore comes <laughs> over and saves him. <laughs> I just <started> hum- <laughs> no, sorry, it's my very loud window. Okay, so a princess comes and saves him? Yeah, a princess that lives on that same shore that she saves the prince, the lower mermaid saves the prince on, comes over and helps him. And I think they even, I don't know for sure if I'm making this up, but I think it might even be, like, a nun or, like, another, like, helper girl that lives there. It's, like, a servant comes over with the princess and helps save the prince and brings him into the castle. Mm-hmm. And the little mermaid gets really jealous really fast. She's, like, he's not going to ever know that I'm the one who saved him. And she's going to, you know, like, he's going to fall in love with the princess and not me. No. <laughs> and I'll send him all in love with this prince. And now I got to help. Okay, I have. This is just me pointing yeah. out something. Yeah. <clears throat> so, if there's another princess in the same yes. land that this prince is a prince in, yeah, like, yeah, w- was he just like sailing in open water between kingdoms? Like, where was he located? That, yeah. like, he washed up on an entirely different, like, he stayed to- I- the closest shore to, him, to his birthday barge was like not <laughs> his own. <laughs> but that's true because that i didn't know that either in the disney movie there's no other princess other than ariel i mean there's all of her sisters but there's no other earth you know surface girls other than right but in the story they talk about it they mention it briefly later that the that the prince and the new princess that saved him were always supposed to meet their parents were always trying to set them up all their lives and they never met Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like Fate a little bit or whatever like it kind of like they he kind of does get his fairy tale ending with that princess except the little mermaid is really screwed out of that deal like <laughs> it's really like a like the ending is very like weird to me like it has a lot of levels going on because it's not like one specific thing it's like a bunch of weird things but yeah, and in, in in I was also going to talk about this later, but in the fairy tale theater version with Shelley Duvall, which is also an excellent film that everyone should go see, brilliant, and yes. spend their money yeah, on, because absolutely, it is, it hunt that ideal. down, hunt, hunt that video <laughs> down on the original VHS. Little Mermaid in that one is it Shelley Duvall? Um, it's the lady. No. I don't know her name, but it's the lady who played Mindy and Mork and Mindy with Robin Williams in like the seventies. Oh, I don't know. Her name. In the Shelley Devolver version, so, we don't know who played the Little Mermaid, but it's the, the lady from Mork and Mindy. And I don't yeah, Mork and Mindy. I'm looking it up. But um, she looked very familiar to me. I'm sure she's in a lot of other, you know, movies or something. Um, Her name is Pamela Dauber. Mm-hmm. Pamela Dauber. best I known don't recognize that name. Yeah, she, her face is very familiar to me. Like, I feel like I've seen her in something else other than this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, she's really there really, really I don't think his name is Prince Eric in that, but wasn't the prince somebody we know? Yes. Oh, I needed to have looked this up before now, but I'm going to. No, I should have. It was. It up no, I, because I just literally saw it two nights ago and I'm like, I need to look that guy's face up because
1: I'm he's gonna super Google familiar. It.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to go. Um, all, everybody. So let's just do this now because this is really interesting. This is really important for the nation. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fairy tale theater executively produced by Shelley Duvall is like the best thing in the world Yes, and every single episode has 10 famous people that you won't even believe were in that were that are right. in that like how yeah, could absolutely. they possibly get that many famous people at once like, like she just knew everybody Shelley Duvall right. apparently knew everyone please and how how why and how I- I think literally she must have just always been at the right time. Like she always was like like I kind of feel like it's like the SNL but like of like a lot of there she made like a lot of different children's theater programs so it wasn't just fairy tales but like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I mean, you know how SNL gets everybody and like all of the casts and people are famous after they leave. It's just like that. Like she just like put up a good show and like got all her friends to come over and do it. Okay, Prince Andrew is Treat Williams, but I, don't, I know his face. Oh. I don't know what his name is. Like, yeah, that doesn't I mean know. anything to me, Treat Williams Williams. He's in... You mean nothing to me, Treat Williams. Yeah, that <laughs> means nothing to me. I think somebody just tried <laughs> to call me, and it might have been Stu, because I don't know who else tries to call me at this time. of day. Oh. He looks familiar to us, but only because we know oh. him from Shelly Duvall. Mm. I definitely know him from something else. Oh, he's mm. in that show, Blue Bloods. Maybe I've seen him in that as something um i don't know why, why can i stream like because this is not possible but i keep picturing chris pine as the prince and he's oh yeah too young to be but why do i maybe maybe because of, into, into, the woods. Woods Cause or of something. into the woods yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess <laughs> he's in way a way off of, track like, cop stuff like law and order and like boston's flying blah blah blah. the storm yeah i'm all i will definitely circle back to that if i i mean like out this is basically you know. like the essence of what fairy tale theater is it's like either like a, like a like a shockingly famous person or like yeah. someone you're like i know their face and it i is. don't know why they're here playing the prince to little mermaid mm-hmm. like i'm confused it, <laughs> yeah and then all the way at the bottom it says fairy tale theater prince andrew in and the little mermaid like he was in <laughs> tons of things that why I is that out. not at the top <laughs> that is the most guys important I just role I was I've ever had. Googling, I just googled Shelly Duval Little Mermaid to uh, Jesse beat me too, to finding the guy's name. But like yeah. in images, there's this picture of the princess, like the Little Mermaid, in the Shelly Duval, and she's making like the most shocked face. Like she looks so betrayed, and it's just like a close up of her face, and it like it, it's kind of the best <laughs> thing. Like, <laughs> just, like she looks so like put out like it's just like hey okay. in all her <laughs> starfish jewelry like <laughs> she the whole thing the whole movie that was supposed to be take the, all the parts in that movie that are supposed to be underwater is ridiculous because they have humongous fans blowing their hair up so it oh looks like they're underwater but it's doing like the worst thing it could like. <laughs> it's so distracting it is so funny <laughs> it's like literally just blowing all of their heads of hair up, like if you would have like their eighties the hair. hair, isn't it? Yes. Like the eighties or the nineties. <laughs> yeah, the eighties. It was from eighty-two to eighty-seven. They made Fairy Tale Theater. I looked it up yesterday, but it was like they're all eighties. Like Carrie Fisher plays Thumbelina, real quick. Which I learned. Which she has like yeah. the strangest history with Carrie Fisher, because like she was going out with, um, Shelley Duvall was going out with someone else famous. There was another famous guy, and then when she introduced him to her friend Carrie Fisher they ended up getting married like so whoever oh my gosh. It, it was like they knew each other did Shelley, Did you know Thumbelina real quick and like Shelly Duvall was dating that guy like whoever it is oh, a- she, she was friend. dating him first yeah Shelly Duvall's boyfriend oh, ended up being like Carrie Fisher's like husband <laughs> oh my gosh I know it's, it's so weird that it's like so the weird. weirdest story I've ever heard of my life because, like, everyone's in it. Like, um, L- Liza Minnelli is like the princess in the pea. The guy that plays mm-hmm. like every prince is also someone famous. You just don't know who they are right away. It's right. always when you look it up. It's always like, oh my gosh, like that was Cinderella. In Cinderella or I think it was Matthew Broderick. Yes, and as then as in as the Bob the, the Fog Prince, it's Robin Williams. Yes, Robin Williams for sure is a good one. He's Everybody a great should go prince. Out and buy fairytale theater executively produced by Shelley Duvall. Thank you. And that is like the most important thing we could be doing here at We Three English Majors is yes, explaining. That is the biggest takeaway. Thank you. Um, okay, so in the story of the legitimate story from Hans Christian Anderson of the Little Mermaid, she basically saves the prince's life and then is jealous of her the of the princess who takes her him in the prince into her castle to save his life on the surface. She becomes so jealous of that and worried that she'll never meet the prince ever again. And he'll never know her ever again. She goes to the sea witch in hopes that she'll, she can get some way to go to the surface and convince the prince that she loves him and tells him that he loves him or whatever. She wants to fall in love with the prince. So she's told by the sea witch as she's told by like the king before her and all her sisters that mermaids don't have immortal souls they never achieve immortal souls. When they die, they turn into sea foam and they are not like spiritual beings at all. They but they do live hundreds and hundreds of years. So that really upsets the little mermaid and she's always like, Well, I would give up all my hundreds of years if I could have an immortal soul and go to heaven because I'd rather be, you know, free in yeah. heaven for the rest of my life than just live underwater forever. And they're like, Well, underwater we have no problems like they have up on the surface. You should be so happy, like you have everything you could ever want. Life is so peaceful down here. Everyone on top of the earth is so stupid. You, you know, it's basically under the sea with Sebastian. That's <laughs> where that song comes from, I believe. Yeah, sounds like, like it. Like, why are you even stressing? <laughs> just go, just stay down here and fall in love with some merman or something like that. I don't even right. know if they have mermen other than the king. Like, they never talk about other mermen. Really? It's only her and her sisters and her grandma and the sea witch. That's weird. But so how are they... <sighs> That's another thing. <laughs> How are they born? <laughs> <laughs> they How did you contact. figure this out? So she's given a potion by the sea witch and she sounds so gross and ugly. I don't want to gross our viewers out. She sounds so disgusting and like she's supposed to kind of look like a frog and she's gross. Mm. And she tells her like I'll give you a way to have legs but you've got to give me your voice. So you got to convince the prince that that um, he should love you and you should love him back. And then with if, once you convince the prince to love you back you will get an immortal soul and you can stay on dry land forever and die and go to heaven someday and be in love with the prince but you have to give me your voice and you're going to be in pain the whole time that you can walk oh um, no yeah so she does it cuz she's stupid and she goes up into the land she finds the prince you know it's like they he's really happy to see her at first cuz he just thinks she's really cute and like like she's supposed to be really adorable and like bubbly and like aerial. Yeah. so like She's really lovable, but like he's still going out with the princess that he thinks saved his life from the beginning of the story, which she's the little mermaids always really upset about. She's always like, I'm really the one who saved him. and He's never going to know that because I can't tell him because the stupid witch stole my voice because I'm really a mermaid. So she tries to convince the prince to love her basically just because she's just takes care of him and just stays by his side all the time. But then one day the prince comes over to her and tells her that he proposed to the princess and he's going to live with her forever. And he's in love with the princess. And you're my best friend, but thanks, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Because, like, I think it's really obvious that she's in love with them. Oh. Like, he just kind of talks her out of it, like, well, I'm gonna go get married to the princess. Like, sorry, you're gonna die now. Mm-hmm. Right! And that's the thing, is every bit of this problem, every bit of her problems could be solved if she had a voice, but that's obviously like, that's why she doesn't have a voice. Like, she could tell oh. them instantly, she's a mermaid, she could tell them instantly that she's gonna die, but she never does. So it's always like, she's always has to think about other people. She can't really, like, She can't do anything independently. She's kind of, like, reliant on everything Mm. else. So she watches the prince get married on the boat and is really super sad. And she knows she's going to die soon. And then all of a sudden, her two oldest sisters or her two best friend sisters that come out of the ocean over to the boat. And they're, like we just came we just came from the sea witch we just learned about your problems and we you know we know you're you went to the sea witch and got legs and we know you're going to die soon because your prince that you're in love with is getting married and we know that means you're going to die so we went to the sea witch to see if we could help you and she cut all our hair off and took our hair like how they took the little mermaid's voice mm. she the evil witch took their hair and said take this knife and give it to your sister and if she kills the prince before like their wedding night is over she can live and be okay alive. but why did they have the a cheap, cheap price like seriously like like yeah. hair grows goes back from, right right <laughs> that's so true <laughs> they're so upset about it because they like love their hair they're like they adorn it with like all these like pearls and crap but it's like that's gonna grow back probably really especially back. if you have hundreds so you of years of life years. Right. right yeah like, Seriously, I think that the witch in this is super, super evil. Like, everything that's scary in the story is really scary. Yeah. And then, so she, the Little Mermaid takes it, because she's, like, wants to, like, I guess, because she just loves her sisters, and she's happy to see them. But then she goes immediately over to see the prince and just, like, throws it in the water. She can't kill the prince. Like, she's too much in love with them. She's really sad she's going to die, but she can't do it. She just loves the prince too much. So then, all of a sudden, she disappears. Like, she's going to disappear to die and these daughters of the sky, as they're called in my version of book, but they're also like there's different versions and different translations they're called um like spirit of the sky and like daughters of the of the of the heavens, like they have different names, they're like daughters angels. of the earth, yeah, that's exactly what they are they're angels, and they come and save the little mermaid and they tell her because you've only ever been selfless and all you ever wanted your entire life was to go to heaven one day and have an immortal soul. We're going to, we're going to keep you with us. And after a couple hundred years of helping, you know, being a servant to the, to the humans of the world, like we're all servants of the, of the humans, we help bring like different seasons to the world and we help save humans from trouble. And if you work with us for a couple hundred years, you'll go to heaven (laughs) and the end, that is the end of that wonderful story.
1: I and so like... she's really
0: happy. Like, there's like a sentence where she's like, and she was so happy to like be able to be free and go see her prince, or whatever she wanted to. But then go to heaven. The end. Like that's basically the end of that story. It's so too to sad. I think it's really yeah. interesting that like I feel in a lot of um, like the Grimm's fairy tales, there is so many stories where like it's strangely like what dictates like a motive is like the idea of being like. A good faithful Christian or something like that. Yeah, I mean it's like yes, and, yeah. and if you are a pious and if you do everything that your father tells you, even though right. all the stepsisters hate you, like right? is well, you'll still world tales for children, like they do want them to have a lesson. The right. Like but culture, there's always like violence involved as well. Like it's like what is the lesson supposed to be from Little Mermaid? Did mom say she had a bug in her hair? What was it what? I rolled it up and I blew it dry and when I tried to take it out it was like knotted so I don't know if like the hair when I blew it was like tangling over itself I'm sorry mommy's hair was stuck in this hairbrush like so bad like so so super knotted around it like I have no we have no idea how it happened but it was really painful like really bad yeah it didn't take that long like I just got it out so however long um, I think we were saying what the lesson is for little kids for the little. Yes, kids. and yeah. like the only thing I can think for sure is because they really do say it a lot in the book. Like a couple times they repeat it that she's the Little Mermaid is really selfless. Like she saved the prince and gave up her voice and her legs to never see her sisters again. Mm. That she could live with the prince. That she just wanted an immortal soul so that she could be. In heaven, like, I guess, like, the message with that is that, to you know, to think of others before yourself. But it's a very, very, very dark way to do it. So I'm not yeah. convinced yeah. That that's accurate. I feel like you could have given her a happier – if it's just a story, then why can't she be happy with the prince and get her eternal soul that way? Because right. that would have worked, too. Right, because right. I feel like so many fairy tales, even for all the violence that's involved in them, in the classic ones at least, like, they usually – you can – most of them make the argument that like the villain gets their just desserts, the hero gets a reward in some way or at least gets some kind of peace like towards the end of it you know what i mean like there's like some kind of like resolution that like it's like the good guys win the bad guys lose this is why you should be pious but like that one is like totally like maybe you're giving her like an ultimate ending that she could be happy with but it is also like if she she didn't need to be tortured for hundreds of years and then go to heaven. Like you know what I mean? It was right. Yeah. He is being tortured for hundreds of years, literally. Like that's exactly the way to put it. Oh, he is. But also, because I I had thought about that too. There, well, there's two things. Real quick, I think that after I first read the book and I was read everything and I was thinking about it, I was like, I'm. It is super sad, and I I'm glad I never read it till I was an adult. Because if I did read it as a little kid, I'd probably be really upset with it. But Um, she ultimately got exactly what she wanted. So that's at least a happier ending than I expected. I thought she was going to die and turn to seafoam. I thought she wasn't going to get the prince. She did in the version that I read. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, geez. That's even more upsetting. You have the Christian Anderson version, right? Yeah. uh, Yes. I don't know which one I've read that she just legit turned into seafoam. And that was the end. Yeah, I am so sad. (laughs) Yeah. So sad. So I'm glad yours at least had that changed. Yeah. Or or maybe they changed it to the one that I was reading. I don't know. But I like at least yours a little bit better. Yeah. um, There's a quote that I have here, too, that I found earlier today. Okay. So there's a thing online that, that was talking about the history of the Little Mermaid. And there are a couple of things that could be described as, like, the true motivation for the story and why it's so sad. And one of them is that there there's a really strong theory that Hans Christian Anderson could have been a part of the LGBTQ community somehow or some way he could have been gay hmm. thing. And that it could have been used as a metaphor that he was in love with another man who didn't love him back or oh. them who didn't love him back. And he knew he could never, or, and maybe he was afraid he couldn't go to heaven because that's oh. one of the scary oh. things. That people are told that are gay, but, um, yeah, he, it said, um, LGBTQ historian and writer Richter Norton and others have described The Little Mermaid as an allegory for Anderson's life based on love letters he wrote to another man. Anderson also sent the original story to his to his um, believed love of his life, which was a man. So mm-hmm. it sounds like that could be a very big yeah motivation. But the thing I like yeah. that he actually wrote himself, he said he wrote a letter to his friend talking about the ending to his book because he received a little bit of criticism after it was first published for how upsetting it was the ending, and he wrote to his friend in a letter. I have not, like, it's a French name, Le Dalamat Fouquet, in the book Undying, allowed the mermaid's acquiring of an immortal soul to depend upon an alien creature, upon such as upon the love of a human being. I'm sure mm-hmm. that that would be wrong. It would depend much rather on chance, wouldn't it? I wouldn't accept that sort of thing in this type of world I've made. I have permitted my mermaid to follow a more natural, more divine path. So, like, I think he, it was all about himself. Like, he wanted her to, like, get what she wanted her own way. Like, because of her own doing, she got to go to heaven. Not because she was in love with someone who didn't love her back or something. like Right. That. Like, like, her going to heaven doesn't depend on who she's in love with. It depends on her yeah. own soul. That's what it sounds like to me. That's what I feel like. Mm, okay. he wrote about that so maybe then maybe he did change the ending yeah like to be the one that you, you read because if it was she just turned into foam then that was entirely dependent on the prince not loving her right which is so sad for like both yeah. that he didn't love her and that she's dead forever <laughs> like she right. can't go to heaven it's so sad that shouldn't be up to him right i, I feel well, like i'm that... glad that if it is supposed to be like his own interpretation of his own soul if he did fix, like alter it later on i guess that means he had he could, at some point in his life he gained more hope for himself which is good <laughs> yeah right yeah i don't know how he died i don't know anything about this off about hans christian answer after like his fairy tales go so that would be interesting to learn like in our next podcast, mm-hmm. if i learn more
1: because yeah, yeah.
0: like obviously he didn't sound like he ended up with the guy he was in love with yeah based on this information so that's already not great. But I mean his his work it's like every other sad story. Their work always takes them much farther. Like they their lives might have been sad, but everyone gets such joy out of their work right. while they were alive, which is True. cool. Their legacies. Like, yeah, their legacies. And like so many like the little mermaid from Disney is like most one of the most beloved things ever right. it was part of like the Disney renaissance. And yeah. That wouldn't have been anything if he didn't write that. Did you know they're having a, It's coming out again soon. No it's way. It's anniversary. Yeah, I keep seeing commercials oh. for it. It's being re-released, like, on Blu-ray out of the vault. No or way, really? Yeah, I think it said it's twenty. I want to say 25th. Really? I think it might be the 25th, because I think it came out in, like, 80, in 88 maybe. Maybe it's twentieth. Yeah. Then. No, it's got, I don't know. How many years is that? What is it? Twenty nineteen now? Yeah, it's twenty nineteen now. I think it came um, out. In it was released so eighty nine. Yes, it's it November November thirteenth, nineteen eighty nine. So oh, guys, guys! I just googled Han Christian Andersen just to see like how he died. Like, yeah, or whatever. And it said he, or at least according to Wikipedia, he he passed away from liver cancer is what oh. it was suspected. But get this: the last sentence of of like the paragraph talking about his um, funeral is that at the time of his death anderson was internationally revered and the danish government paid him an annual stipend for being quote unquote a national treasure oh, so, oh. <laughs> so at least okay. just, by the end of his life he was literally getting paid because he was so <laughs> because he was a national treasure because oh, he was man. considered a national treasure by the danes oh, that's great oh, that's i'm great. glad that he was had to enjoy that during his life. Yeah, really. Like that is really awesome ending. At least if you're going to die yeah. early, that is really nice. <laughs> yes. Poor Hans. Yeah. Jesus, good for Hans, but good poor for Hans. Hans. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's. There's. Um. Okay. This is more a little random from what, what exactly we're talking about right now. But after I thought about fairy tales in general, I was thinking, I feel like in all realms of fiction, there's always this kind of like two thirds rule where it's kind of like not every fairy tale has a happy ending like this one, but not every sad story has a, as a sad story, has a sad ending either. But I feel like when it at least comes to fiction, I don't know about every other type of writing, but pretty much when it comes to fiction and stories, I feel like there nothing's really all one type of genre or one type of um, storyline where it's happy or sad or dramatic or comedy like there's always a jumble of everything but like in this one I feel like it's two-thirds of fairy tale like the ending is pretty sad but the beginning and the middle are very much fantastical and like don't follow any rules of, re- of realism of any sort mm-hmm. it's pretty much like the lesson you learn at the end is the most realistic part of any story and I feel like that fa- fairy tales that's where I feel like stories today still get their morals at the end of them. Like why we're supposed to walk away with like universal truth at the end of the story is because first it kind of comes from like the Bible and whatever religion you've learned. Like you learn why it's right to do wrong. You know, it's good to do the right thing and bad you'll get punished if you do the wrong thing. And then fairy tales and like different, um, proverbs and like the, um, what is it? Aristotle's, um, Aesop's, Aesop's Fables think when they teach you the lesson at the end,
1: mm-hmm, like yeah.
0: and then fairy tales, like they teach you a lesson at the end and for children, especially. And then like they, from those progressed, like different stories that either have a happy end or they have a sad end, but they always teach you a lesson somewhere about human nature. Yeah. But I feel like that really, a lot of it can come back to fairy tales. Like oh, they, definitely. they're not happy or sad, but they do teach you something every time. I think yeah but i was thinking about that do you guys agree with that okay (laughs) i do agree with that but also i think that kind of like i know that there's always even predating written stories like legends and things that would people would pass down orally you know like that kind of that's who wrote down the fairy tales i mean that those turned into fairy tales later when like grimm's brothers wrote them down. Yeah, but I feel like that now we refer to it as a genre of like fairy tales. But I think that's just fiction. Like, yeah, I think that's like the beginning of fiction in general yeah. for all those stories. Because like, I what else was before that? You know, right? I don't it's yeah, more I like think, fairy tale is like it's like the dark ages, right? So like, right. But it's more just like it's almost just like a structure for for, for a, fiction it's like just for just for a story in general yeah. like this is how, this, once upon a time like you begin it this is the action this is the hero this is the villain this is yeah. what happened and this is how it got resolved This it's is like literally like, like the a formula, formula for like, for, like <laughs> literature in general You're totally. right? You're which i think is so I, I think that's so magical first of all because like, yeah fairy tales are the best and they're so magical yes. and adorable and i we always want to get magically transported into a fairy tale so that's cool that they're like the basis of literature in a lot of ways And that like mm-hmm. it's pretty fantastic because and I was thinking like you know how like obviously Little Mermaid is pretty sad but there's a lot of like at the end of like um Sweeney Todd or like Les Miserables like the ha- like everything around it's going really sad but the the young couples always make it out alive and they always yeah. have like a happy ending so, like, in this one, the romantic side didn't come out, but she still went to heaven at the end. So it's kind of like, um, I just think in modern literature, there's a lot of um, sad stories with happy endings or happy movies with sad endings. And I think that can all be traced back to things such as The Little Mermaid. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you. Agreed. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, ma'am, sir. Indubitably, other ma'am, sir that was some great rundown and analysis of the little mermaid <laughs> top notch thank you guys for being a part of this with myself <laughs> thank you I just looked up what Hans Christian Andersen looked like though because I had no idea and he looks about the same as what I thought <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> I don't know why but I picture him as like some blonde guy and he's probably not it's kind of hard to tell in the pictures because they're really like black and white like brown pictures but they look kind of dark it looks kind of dark curly he's hair. dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like maybe it's lighter from when he was a kid or something, but he definitely No, is I good. don't know why I have that picture in my head. I have no idea why. I think he's blonde. Because you know what? It's Hans. It's because His name Hans. Is Hans. It sounds he German sounds, sounds, or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Swedish or German, like blonde. It really does. Yeah. I feel like um I remember seeing a really bad movie of Hans Christian Andersen when I was little and I it was just like a made for TV movie and mm-hmm. in it he that In that specific movie, there was always this girl that he was, unlo- that was in love with him that was like an unrequited love that was always in love with him. And then he- another girl that he was always in love with that never loved him back. And then he just like died at the end. <laughs> like it was a really, really bad TV movie. Oh, no. But in the middle of it, you could see him writing like his most famous stories like Thumbelina and Little Mermaid. And like they were all pretty much based on the- his friend who was the girl who was always in love with him. But he um. never loved back. So, like, first of all, if he was gay or not gay, that wasn't accurate. Like, yeah. <laughs> either, <laughs> that was instantly inaccurate if he, wasn't, if he was in love with the woman. But also, I feel like he probably drew inspiration a lot from, from his life. So, I just wonder, whenever, whenever you hear, like, backstories to, like, fairy tales, like, I always want to believe that they're really real. Like, was there a real mermaid yeah. that you saw in the ocean right. with <laughs> your friend? <laughs> yeah. This is all based on the fact that one day he was walking on the beach and saw a tail. <laughs> and a, a girl attached to it. <laughs> that's what, in the beginning, it says something like that. Like, sailors um, have to know where to look, and sometimes you'll see a small white hand coming through the waves, and, like, who would have ever thought that there's a whole world underneath it that's, like, thinking about the world up here? Like, there's some, like, pretty sentence about that in the beginning oh. of it. And then that's also the same way Shelley Duvall, <laughs> my girl <laughs> <laughs> <Shelley> Duvall. <laughs> put opened up her little mermaid she's like um there's long been stories of sailors seeing sights of mermaids around the ocean um and you have to know where to look sometimes you see a small white hand like coming up through the crest of the ocean like in our story the little mermaid and she opens it like that and i thought that was really cute because it's like straight up from from the book but i feel like that if that's all it takes like if you guys see a small white hand coming through the ocean everyone who's listening you can you can pretty much bet that's the little mermaid that's what's going you on. You can here. pretty much be one hundred percent certain about that. Absolutely, it's probably nothing a... else. <laughs> I don't know what else it could be. What else if... could that be? Let's not just you know. Also, Pop Pop said that he saw mermaids. No way, really? Did he? Yeah, because Mom said she used to ask him, and then so I asked him. I think when he came, when he was staying with us once, and he was like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, what, like did you most see, like, you. mermaids? Like, did you see them, like, in the ocean, like, Ariel? He's like, well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, okay, oh. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> He thought that he did. But I know like they always say, like, if sailors would like misinterpret like manatees and things, you know, and yeah. think that, that's where that's where those tales came from. Like mermaid myths came from. So like who knows what he's saying? I don't know what he's talking oh, about. Yeah. He's oh, wow. he them. that's right. I'm gonna believe him. If we ask mom, she's gonna be like, well, of course that if he said that, then that's <laughs> right. For sure then. For sure. Oh, man. I like when mom just goes in the room and like the whole podcast has to stop. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I think moms made it into every podcast. So far. <laughs> right. you to be in the podcast. Yeah, she just yeah. happens to have a problem every time. Yes, my brush is just so tingled. <laughs> <laughs> she was so mad. Like I would be so mad if I just did something and it hurt really bad, but she yeah. was instantly so mad. <laughs> I don't know. What brush was it? Was it a new one or is it the one she always uses? Um, I don't think it's new. It's like a it's like that same texture of like a wet brush like they're all like plastic but it's a round it was a round one. Oh. Like, a, like okay. when you blow dry your hair or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those can get stuck pretty hard. That's round what it was. It looked really really stuck really bad. Can In this case can we please real quick go around and say our favorite Shelley Duvall moment like because I have like a ton of things I yes. still wouldn't say about Shelley Duvall. <laughs> yes. But if absolutely. you have any things that at all that you wanted to say about anything that would be great but i love this is really random but i've seen a bunch of them really lately because i keep watching one every night they're on youtube like almost all of them are. On oh Netflix. my gosh yes <laughs> and there's some that are super clear but they're kind of weird edited so like some you gotta get like the crappy version and just suck it up and watch it because that's <laughs> what this is that's what <laughs> she would want us to do she would want yes. us to watch the whole thing and always the music's always really pretty like i feel like they made like they always yeah. have like an instrumental thing that's always really pretty. Like, I like the production of it. It's such like a little play, like with the art. sets and everything. It's they, so cute. Like they're all made on sound stages. Like none of yeah. it's none of it's like a edited like green screen thing. Like I mean, there's green screens, but like they're all in their own little sets. Yeah, they're so cute. They're like books. They look like little books. They are. Man. I'm sorry. They're the I most know. precious thing ever. And like, I really love. There's always candles in every single one that are really twinkly, like, because I don't know. I guess they just put the lights down really low and they always have candles. Like, it always looks so magical. Like, Cinderella always has to, like, blow out her candles and, like, I just Mm. watched Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast has Cinderella – oh, my gosh. Susan Anderson, how do you say her name? Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Yeah, <laughs> he's Beauty and Beauty and the Beast. That is a good one too. That was a good one. It's scary though. Like the Beast is pretty yeah. kind of scary. He keeps eating yeah. animals. <laughs> so yeah, kind of like scary. in the garden. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. In the garden. I creepy. And I but, think Mick, Mick Jagger is like the Nightingale. But please continue yeah. with what you were going to say. That was just oh a I, oh I was just going to say that I think that that version is closer to the book than. Oh. Story. i don't know would then you say fairy tales are books because i don't think they're books they're all like in anthologies yeah right? i think like the original story maybe is like yeah, the origin... yeah i think it's, it's closer the to the original story obviously than the disney one because he are... was real real scary he is really scary it really scared me He's scary. <laughs> and she has a bunch of sisters yes and you know one of them is angelica houston Really? Yes. Oh, I totally don't remember that at all. It was so, like every every episode has three or four really famous people that you've seen in other things your oh, whole man. childhood. It's such a what do they call it? Um, Nostalgic or? Yeah, but I I can't remember what I'm thinking of. But um, because... Maren, do you want to say your favorite moment? Oh yeah. Go to fall asleep. Of course, ma'am. Um, you know what? I'm really fond of the time when Rapunzel had two magical. <laughs> Digital tears fall from her eyes, <laughs> yes, and land right on the blinded prince's eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And with Mary- some exactly. some digital magic, gave him who, back his sight. Yes. Who played that beautiful princess, Ever?: Just you know, I was the one and only Shelley Duvall. <laughs> Your favorite and mine. <laughs> our, our classic, classic queen, showing up as as the, as the leading princess. lady. Yeah, the best. Shelly that is the best I don't think I can top that one <laughs> that good is one. so good that, that was such a good one she's the best actor <laughs> of all the world so obviously she has to play the fair Rapunzel in her mm-hmm. own production of Rapunzel yes. So, yes thank you but my favorite episode does not feature Shelley Duvall and it oh. is the princess of the pea with Liza Minnelli oh man oh. that is so good and yeah. her name is Alicia, and I love oh. it so much. I love it. She's such a great princess. Like she's just Liza Minnelli being a princess. Yeah, she she's just Liza Minnelli, and it's so great. And she's always just like yelling at them about things, like how they're being too fancy and whatnot. It's just so great. She's so cute. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. That's she a great ball. not in that one, but <laughs> but you can bet yeah. she opens it. You can say- bet that. Hi, I'm Shelley all. And, and you can copy. bet that she was still probably friends with Liza. Oh my dinner. gosh, yep. you're right. Oh, for sure. That's so true. I think that she probably really had really great friendships with all of them, or else I don't know why they would have done it just, like, off the bat. Like, I don't know. Because, like, like um, the guy who plays Sleeping Beauty's prince is Christopher Reeves, like, from Superman. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that he was just in the Superman 1 and 2 at that time. So it's kind of like a random... <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. You must have just been a... She's a really lovely person. Who, I think so. Who's deep maybe, into showbiz. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. really true. I don't have and, any sign-off. What What is our sign-off here? And they lived happily ever after. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty true. Okay. Yeah, It's pretty, pretty final, actually. That sounds like... Mm-hmm. That was the last podcast ever. <laughs> well, they we lived happily ever after until the next podcast, right? That sounds perfect to me. I like that one. Okay. Yeah, that's what we'll do then. And um, next time we can do continuation of fairy tales and things about fairy tales with a yes. little red bit of writing. Because honestly, that's Other like Brim's fairy tales. That can go on. That's a, oh that could that's go on a, forever and ever just yeah. this tiny little one i was like oh i'll just you know research a little bit in case jesse needs like another thing to talk about and then like i had end up with like four pages of notes was, like <laughs> totally crap. That, that story's so short to have so much information about really it. yes <laughs> and scary information really? and i don't mean to like keep going back to scary things but it just keeps happening guys it's interesting I love oh my gosh it. Guys, I'm sorry but I just remembered who it was. I have to tell you this before we leave. What? It was Paul Simon. Shelly DeVall oh lived my with him. was the boyfriend of Paul Simon. Great <laughs> <laughs> Fisher went out with Paul Simon after that. And then Paul Simon married Princess Leia? Yeah, I don't know if they were married but they were like engaged, going out, like oh in love with each other. They might have gotten married, I don't know, but they she was, he was definitely like the oh, like going out with Shelly DeVall. Paul so glad Simon you remembered that. also is in Shelly DeVall's Rock and Rhyme movie. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, he's like one of the main characters. So that oh makes my sense. Gosh, you gotta be kidding me. Nope. You gotta be kidding me, guys. I'm not. <sighs> not kidding me. On this magical episode of We Think <laughs> English, we learn the most important information of all. Shelley DeVald. Shelly dated DeVall <laughs> <Paul> Simon. <laughs> Who married Princess Lair. <laughs> but we don't even know if that's true. So it's don't funny. quote us on that but it's don't believe us because we they all know you. each other <laughs> and thank you so much for listening to us please rate us and hit us up on twitter subscribe, thank you. rate, write anything if you feel like it we really appreciate it and also we will make an instagram that hopefully will be also we three English majors so great. keep your eye out for that Right, my name's Jess and that was I'm, I'm S- Alicia I'm <laughs> Alicia <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be funny i'm not sure what my name is i guess it's <laughs> definitely call yourself Alicia. if you feel more comfortable what do you now. call yourself in your head is it nothing yeah. really do you tell yourself mary in your head just a disembodied voice on this podcast yeah <laughs> and i'm mayor and they all live happily ever after until the next podcast